X-Ray. Good morning. Welcome to this episode of Everything is Interesting. I'm Kira Kleenberg. Usually with me today is my counterpart, Kira Lindenberg, but currently she is 32,000 miles above the surface of the Earth, flying back to Portland on an airplane. So she can be here this weekend to help run science activities at the March for Science. I'll give you some more info about that at the end of the show, and Kira will be back with us next week. In studio with me today is our ever-fearless host, Jefferson Smith. Hi, Jefferson. Jefferson says hi. Jefferson says hi. And also with us today <laughs> is one of our favorite comedians, Belinda Carroll. Hi, Belinda. Hello. Uh, so, Jeff, today I've got some, well, rather strange news for you. Yeah, we've all kind of been talking, Jefferson, and um, us and the producers think that we're going to have to relocate you to the ocean. And I'm not talking oceanfront property either. I'm talking about in the ocean. Like under up. the sea? Yeah, like straight up. Like under with square pants? The sea. Uh, I guess SpongeBob would have been a pretty good reference, too. Oh, well. But don't worry, Jefferson. What was that from? You look from? worried. I don't know. One of the most famous Disney movies ever? Which one? The Singing Lobster. Which one? <laughs> the Tale of the Singing Lobster. It wasn't called that. <laughs> I, I was, I'm a little older. I don't little remember mermaid. all of them. Yeah, Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. It's a little That's Mermaid. It. Darn it, Little Classic Mermaid. I, I feel like Jefferson living under the sea is going to really mess with his GPS. Okay. Yeah, he's going to really, he looks a little worried. But, but don't worry, Jefferson. This isn't personal and it's only temporary. I'm a it's, very strong swimmer. It's for the sake of the show and it's for the sake of science. Uh, you know, today I'm here science. to sort of be your undersea realtor. And with the help of uh, our producers, Anna. Hi. And Nick. Hi. I will paint you a picture of what the ocean is like at different depths. So you can decide where you're going to call home. Maybe you can also help them decide, Belinda. What do you say? Yeah. <laughs> so okay. She's enthusiastic. So first of all, y'all are picking on me. Second of all, I want to understand if you're a realtor, what kind of regulations are you under? Is it a historic district? Is there any way I can protect <laughs> my ocean property? And by the way, if I wanted to live in the ocean, isn't it going to be very wet, very weird? Won't I drown? I'm a strong swimmer, but I don't know that I could live in the ocean for long enough. What's going on? Well, yeah, sure. In the real world, maybe. But this is X-Ray, guys, where radio is yours. Anything is possible, right? If people go to the pledge line at 503-709-9535, that's 503-709-9535, or go to xray.fm, much more is possible if they click the blue donate button and give 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, whatever you can, become a sustaining member of this media organization. Also, <laughs> I've heard that Belinda is a level 56 hypothetical wizard, so for en- entertainment's sake, let's pretend that she can morph your features to adapt you instantly to life at the ocean. Sound good? Yes, I am. I am a level fifty-six Harry Potter. Yeah, I hope I didn't. Does just it even go that high? Does it go to level fifty-six? Secret. Like level only 18. for me. Only for oh, me. Oh, it goes to eleven. But you said fifty-six. Yeah, eleven's higher than fifty-six. I'm this just giving cool. all facts. Is it facts golf? What is this? Right. This is one of the weirder things we've ever done. But I'm going with it. I'm going with it. I'm following you, Kara. I'm following you to the ends of the ocean. Take all us right. there. All right, let's go to the ocean, Jefferson. So if you think about it, it's it's really big. The ocean. It's huge, and it's got a ton of water. So it's really, really deep. And all of the plants and the animals and the bacteria that live in each level of the ocean, well, they sort of change as the ocean gets deeper and deeper. Differences in light availability, pressure, nutrient content, and a host of other variables define the different depths, which have been divided into six convenient distinct zones. So let's take it from the top, or more appropriately, the surface. Here's producer Anna with your very first ocean zone. Hi, are you ready for the ocean real estate with the best view of the beach? you're in the intertidal zone. The intertidal zone is exactly what it sounds like. 
The areas of the seashore that are underwater at high tide and exposed during low tide, you can set up your intertidal zone home on a rocky cliff, a sandy beach, a tide pool, or a muddy estuary. Your choice! You'll receive lots of light and warmth, but you're also exposed to predators like birds and crabs. What's more, unless you're amphibious, you're at risk of dehydration if the tide pool you're in dries up. Temperatures can also vary wildly here in the intertidal zone, but it's usually pretty warm. Rough waves can make this a turbulent environment, but the constant movement of water does bring a constant fresh supply of nutrients, oxygen, and food. Thanks, Anna. How's that sounding so far to you, Jefferson? In this edition of House Hunters Ocean Edition, I've, that one was appealing. I might have to go up with, go with option number two. We'll see what that one is, but I haven't ruled option number one out. I'm going muddy estuary. Ooh, good choice. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about your potential neighbors. So living things that make their homes on the shore must be able to handle the changing tide, and they do this in a variety of ways. Soft-bodied animals like the gooseneck barnacles have armor-like shells, insanely strong adhesive that keeps them firmly attached to coastal rocks. The fiddler crab, who actually breathes water, has special plates that close up to keep its gills from drying out when it has to walk on land. And for maximum camouflage, it also changes color and rhythm with the rising and falling tides. So, you know, if you're flexible and ready to adapt to all kinds of situations, this just might be the place for you. So you're saying that if I pick, or if Belinda has already seemed to have picked, I think she picked hastily. Muddy, muddy estuary. Yeah, she, she knows. She's just, you know what you I'm want. A, I'm a muddy estuary kind of person. I also feel like the fiddler crowd would be nice to party with, you know. And, and the fiddler crowd and the gooseneck barnacles would be, with their armor-like shells, would be my neighbors if I were to choose door number one, the muddy estuary. Yeah, or the tide pool or the you know, Sandy Shore. What, are those three different options? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of shoreline. See, you got yeah, options. Just keep going. I got these <laughs> options. Let's do it. I, you, I, let's keep hunting for the houses. All right. Well, here's producer Nick with Ocean Zone number two. Strap on your snorkel and explore the first 600 vertical feet of the ocean, and you've become a part of the ecosystem in the epipelagic zone. This is the top Ooh. layer of the ocean, Epi-pelagic. which includes kelp forests, sandy-bottomed open waters, coral reefs, and more. This water is rich with nutrients and oxygen. All primary production of the ocean's consumable matter happens here in the epipelagic zone because adequate sunlight for photosynthesis only exists in these extremely thin top layer, which makes up about 5% of the ocean. Plants, certain bacteria, and innumerable phytoplankton mm. are busy every day converting carbon dioxide in the water and energy from all the sunlight into the sugar that serves as the base for the whole marine food chain. Wow. Oh, and don't forget, they also produce heaps of wonderful, wonderful oxygen. <sighs> Take a deep breath. Thanks, Nick. Sounds nice, doesn't it? And your neighbors here would be sharks, rays, and all kinds of ocean fish, as well as many of our most well-known marine animals, like sea turtles, dolphins, and whales. It's a pretty busy place, and really great if you feel like being social. The epipelagic zone? Yes. Okay. I was worried that I would mispronounce it, and therefore I would probably disqualify myself from choosing that. But if I can pronounce my neighborhood, I haven't ruled it out yet. So option two, the epipelagic zone, with where, where o- the ocean's consumable matter happens here. Okay, it sounds like lots of lots of deep stuff. Is this like where life was born? Actually, it's it's considered deeper in the ocean, but we'll get there. Okay, all right. 
I, I haven't ruled this out. I don't know about you, Belinda, but the epiplegic zone, it sounds it sounds primal. I'm super into photosynthesis, so epiplegic zone yeah, might, be my, and oxygen might be my jam. And creatures yeah. and all kinds of yeah, plant who's... life and the only place where photosynthesis occurs. Exactly. Photosynthesis. Who doesn't love photosynthesis? All right, let's see what other options you've got. Anna, want to give Jefferson his very third ocean zone option. Uh, just flipping your fins, you don't get too far. But if you could make it deeper than 650 feet below the surface, you'd find the mesopelagic zone. Oh. Mesopelagic zone. Even more primal sounding, huh? It's way oh, yeah. primal. If direct sunlight offends your delicate sensibilities, this might be the place for you. As you descend away from the sunlight, the water here in the mesopelagic zone gets steadily colder. Also called the twilight zone, the light is very faint here. Some sunlight still reaches this middle depth of the ocean, but not enough for photosynthesis to occur. This means less plants and phytoplankton, and therefore less food. This zone reaches depths of 3,000 feet, so the pressure from the water above you is quite a lot. Oxygen is also very scarce here, so survival becomes difficult for the faint of heart. All right. Now, if you are right about there being such a thing as level 56 wizard, I don't know if it goes that high. That's Belinda right and here. And if you're also correct, Belinda is one of them. <laughs> right. Okay. Then I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule this out in part because so far you haven't said anything about regulations or even a square footage limitation. So the opportunity to, tr- to, to develop this land Okay, and make it land. The, yeah, yeah. Or spa- let's call it space, real- space, aquatic real estate, water, aquatic real estate. People love the water, and then and because <laughs> imagine the apartment complex called the Twilight Zone and the marketing yes. opportunities oh. of the Twilight Zone. Get I'm ready. just saying. I know some email people that would be very that in the mesopelagic be. zone. Yeah. I feel like I feel like there's some goss out there that are like that is my jam. Listen, listen. No to photosynthesis. G- no, you know, very little light. To get residential mortgage rates, I only have to live there for a little while, so I could stay there, get those residential, mor- and then move to another. Other zone. Meanwhile, I have I have gentrified the mesopelagic zone with my twilight zone apartment complexes. I guess so. All right. I mean, don't forget we're relocating you. This isn't like your new investment opportunity. That's what you say. Sorry, I'm a, I, I, but I he's I got, opening I'm an Airbnb yeah. immediately. <laughs> immediately. But okay, you do you do have the option in this zone to have some cool neighbors to hang out with. Uh, take the bristlemouth fish for instance. Bristle bristlemouth. Fish have large eyes that let in lots of light. They also have tiny glowing organs called photophores, which light up their bodies and make it possible to find a mate even in the super dark. And there are plenty of mates to be found. These glowing bristlemouth fish are the most abundant animal in the darkly lit mesopelagic zone. And they're also the most abundant vertebrae on Earth. Vertebrates have backbones. There's quadrillions of them alive as we speak, and a quadrillion is 100 trillion. So wrap your mind around that figure there. That is a lot. Their huge populations exist because they are so well adapted for life in this zone. Is it is a quadrillion 100 trillion or a thousand trillion? Oh God, did I get that wrong? I, it's I, possible I got that wrong. I'll look at. I think, I think it's a it might be a thousand trillion. trillion. It'd be even better. If a it was trillion a is a thousand billion, right? Yeah, yeah. So oh, a quadrillion yeah, right. would be a thousand right. trillion. Oh shoot, it's even bigger than I that's thought. That's a lot. Sorry that's a lot of vertebrates. See, happy everyone to, can ha- be wrong Happy to be of use. Gotta be okay with it. Well, okay, uh, Jefferson, that was the very last option we get to give you that has any kind of sunlight in the ocean whatsoever. Now we are truly heading into the deep. Like Adele. <laughs> Nick, what's our first deep water ocean zone option? What's that you say? It's getting colder and also darker. In fact, you can't see anything at all. Well, you must be in the bathopelagic zone. Calling all adventurers and explorers of the wild around 3,300 feet down 
we reach the area where no sunlight can penetrate. Also known as the Midnight Zone, the only visible features of your bathypelagic home will be the bioluminescence of some seriously weird creatures. As you can imagine, the lack of sunlight means this zone is also rather cold, around 39 degrees Fahrenheit. The bathypelagic zone is vast and quite empty comparatively. If you're a loner type looking for a place to spread out or you just really love playing hide and seek, this is the zone for you. Yeah, I want an Airbnb here. I just want I want a temporary unit. I want a vacation place. I want to go to a place where I could do sensory deprivation, where I can get away from it all. I want to get away from the hustle and bustle of the mesopelagic <laughs> zone. Okay, to this you gotta quieter, go straight down to the bathopelagic zone. Yeah. Okay, and 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 you already know, and you already know the kind of development I would build here. It could be like your fortress of solitude, you but the know, one that you rent out to other people for money. Although I would go to a club called the Midnight Zone. All day long. There yeah, you but go. I, but, but we have to understand, not only the midnight zone would be, that's where we'd go at another nighttime, but in the daytime, we'd have the bathypelagic bathhouses. And that, so we have, oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, we're going to develop this whole thing, man. Oh, there, yeah. there is untold opportunity. <laughs> so far, all the people know how to do is like fish and like pollute and sometimes rescue a few plastic bottles. I'm telling you, that is a lack of vision. I'm so glad you're so excited about this. <laughs> it's going to be dope. Also, let me add some icing to that cake all your parties will be super easy to throw because you don't ever have to cook. They'll all be more like sit on the couch and order takeout parties. Why, because there's no food? Mm, yeah, most creatures who live here are sort of like sit and wait predators. Um, since there's That's no living jam. plants in the zone, <laughs> the animals and the prey are really few and far between. Just hang out until food comes by and <laughs> yeah, then bite it? It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's also my Sorry. dating dog. That's also my dating Give it strategy. <laughs> just stand there, wait for her to walk by. Just wait for, the, wait, wait for her to yeah. walk yeah. by. With, and then bite them? With your mouth hanging yeah. open. Okay. You gotta, you gotta just have your you mouth no open, kind of ready to receive whatever. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, so like the gulp or eel, for instance, they have adapted these super huge mouths and super sharp teeth for kind of snagging whatever rare bits of food happen to be floating by. So, yeah. you know, corn dogs and whatnot. Not really. A lot of corn dogs. <laughs> the gulp or eel is a fish that also doesn't have ribs, scales, or fins, uh, but it does, you know, its mouth is 11 times the volume of its entire body. And it can stretch its stomach to like a bunch of times more how can than its, its original How can size. its mouth be eleven times its whole body if its mouth is is part of its body? Well, it's it's can stretch. So if it intakes a big gulp oh, of I water, see. so it the, goes, the whole the mouth whole like a big, yeah, could wah. fit eleven of itself yeah, in there. Does it eat itself? The if, volume. If instead yeah. of corn dogs in the bathypelagic zone, and by the way, we will bring you corn will bring, dogs yeah. as part of our development. Jefferson Smith and, bringing corn dogs to the bathypelagic zone. But let's say let's say before the corn dog era begins. Okay, before we make the bathypelagic zone. Grow Great again, okay. If if another gulper eel comes by, let's say eleven of them, will one gulper eel eat its own thing as it sits and waits for food? Well, like eat another one. Yeah. One for one, the, the chances of eleven gulper eels coming by at the same time is super slim. I mean, it's hard enough just to find one to mate with. Belinda, when you use the gulper eel strategy for yourself, how discriminating <laughs> are you in the kinds of things that you will gulp? I don't think I can answer that on the air, Jeff. That's fair. Also, down there, you're really indiscriminate. Trust me, you're not going to be picky because when you find food, you're going to you're just going to. So go you would it. eat a gulper eel if I, you're a gulper eel. If I, I, you're I think so. I'm get, but I don't know. I, I can't vouch Cannibal because I'm not. Sure. I'm not a total right. marine biologist. Keep going. So. Anyways, all right, okay. So don't chicken out yet because we're even going to dive deeper. Anna, tell us about our next zone option. Down and down through the ocean you go. Where it stops, nobody... 
Oh, wait, actually, it stops right over here. Uh, in the abyssopelagic zone. Mm. So, uh, besides some crazy deep nooks, crannies, and trenches, the abyssopelagic zone is about as far down as the ocean goes. The ocean floor is 2.3 miles from the surface and covered in biogenic ooze, a sludgy substance made of old mm. dead plankton. Mm. Here, the pressure would crush all but the most well-adapted life forms. I am well-adapted. I'm a 21st century man. Awesome. <laughs> it's uh, not the best place if you like fresh food, as practically the only form of sustenance is dead matter that has fallen through all the ocean layers above. Yum! Mm. You better also like it cold, <laughs> as temperatures hover just a few degrees above freezing at all times. You may assume that this freezing, crushing, pitch black region would be uninhabited, but life finds a way, and so can you. And remember what uh, Jackie said last week about how dead stuff is actually like an important part of the food chain? Yeah. So don't look so grossed out. Dead dead is called marine snow falling down from the, the upper layers. I mm. eat dead stuff. Really good. The it's last like time this great I, form of nutrients. The last time I ate something alive was like a long time ago. That's a good point. Everything I eat. Almost everything we eat is dead. Yeah. It, it, I don't know that it's been <laughs> I don't know that it's gone through layers and layers of pelagic zones. Sure. Right? But usually I, I maybe not even one pelagic lots zone. Lots of trucks and probably a couple of, sure. of some glove grocery hands stores, some, some paper yeah. bags, some uh-huh. some other stuff, and then my belly. Yep. All right. What All else right. do I need to know before we make our final choice? Well, there's one more zone, but you should also consider about the abyssal pelagic zone is that you might also live longer if you adapt to being down here. One adaptation that helps creatures survive in the abyssal pelagic zone, where there's not really a lot of energy or food available, is to grow and use what energy they have very, very slowly. For this reason, some species of sea bottom dwelling clams don't actually reach sexual maturity until they're, get this, 100 years old. Yeah, well, I would accuse some people I know of not reaching sexual maturity. I was going to say, I know a lot of bottom-dwelling clams <laughs> that haven't reached sexual maturity. <laughs> you have, that's a new, you got you got to add material about I have that, been, right? I have been queer for a while. So. Sea bottom-dwelling clams is like a new, it's a phrase that could describe somebody, I don't know. Oh, maybe I me, know a few else. people. Sure. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Well, so we've hit the bottom of the ocean. That's it. Actually, it's not. Do you want to hear about our bonus zone? Yeah. yeah? Okay, Nick. Take it away. Are you a thrill seeker who dares to tread new paths? Yes. Do you like to take things past their conventional limits? Sometimes. Are you ready to defy life as we know it? I don't know. Then this place might be for you. The Hadal-Pelagic Zone. This is the deepest of the deep. (laughs) The only areas considered to be part of this zone are the trenches that cut cut deep rifts in the ocean floor. Extending 18,000 to 33,000 feet down, the pressure is so great that until recently, we didn't believe any living things at all could survive here. Much of this zone is still unexplored by humans, and it includes the deepest part of the ocean, the Mariana Trench, a 1,500-mile-long and 43-mile-wide with a depth of almost 7 miles. This trench could swallow up Mount Everest with room to spare. Just the place to call home if you're into adventure. I'd want to get a little bit of the hay doll. And the reason is I have in my, as I do more and more real estate analysis of the ocean, in the same way that above ground, okay, the above ground pelagic zone, there uh, we, we value very, very tall things. Right? right, like ocean view, like, real estate, really with great a view. view, tall uh-huh. building, right? And it, then some other country wants to build an even taller building. I'm guessing that when we do the real estate analysis value of the ocean, the deepest is going to be the coolest. So the Mariana Trench property is going to be the new high mountaintop viewpoint property of the ocean world. Well, look, Jefferson, if you lived here, you'd be joining a community of the ultimate adventurers. 
extremophiles. They're creatures that live in some of the most crazy conditions and survive where most could not. I think that's comedians. The <laughs> extremophiles here withstand <laughs> pressure equal to balancing a one-ton weight on the tip of your finger. We know very little about what can really? survive here and those that do still mystify us. For example, under this immense pressure, calcium shouldn't even really be able to exist as a solid. And with no solid calcium, you shouldn't be able to have bones. Yet there are fish with backbones, like the spook fish, that actually live here. And the giant tube worm. Yeah, it survives the icy temperatures by living next to hydrothermal vents, which I'm sure we've all heard about because they're kind of famous. It's kind of when the when the when the ocean floor, like the middle of the the, the earth, the center of the earth leaks out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's like a fissure. Yeah, a fissure in, yep. and there's like yeah, and, and like volcanically heated water bubbles up from that's it. That's the stuff. That's, yep. gonna, that's where you got it. You got to get all the real estate around those things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, here's the thing: 100%. this heated water is full of hydrogen sulfide, which normally is extremely toxic to living things. But the two worms have developed a symbiotic relationship with what's called chemo autotrophic bacteria, which are bacteria that use chemicals to survive, and mm-hmm. they convert the poisonous sulfur into useful oxygen and nutrients for the tube worm to use. Crazy. That's crazy. So, okay, that was it. We've given you a lot of info, and now it's time to make a decision, Jefferson. Which zone is going to be your new home? Now the what? turbulent intertidal zone where okay. the land meets the sea. Okay, so right, the intertidal zone where the land meets the sea. Yep. And what were the kind of animals there? Uh, like the fiddler crab the and fiddler the barnacles. Crab. Okay, and, yep, all right, yep. what was next? The warm sunlit waters of the epipelagic zone. Okay, the Those are like all of our zone. normal ocean fish and whales. That's and the ocean as we think about it. Yeah, it, yeah, that's a yeah, good that's way like to put the it. Jaws, that's like the jaws. The jo- yeah, yeah, you can The other so. one is maybe like the shallows. The movie. Right. The Shallows. Yeah. uh, This summer. The dimly lit mesopelagic zone. The dimly lit mesopelagic zone. Yeah, you're starting to lose light now. The low maintenance deep ocean bathopelagic zone, where you're going to have your bathhouses. The bathhouses, yeah. Uh Uh, The bottom of the ocean in the abyssal zone. The 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 very bottom, the abyss. Yeah. All the stuff that eats dead stuff. Or the adventurous trenches of the hadopelagic zone. Mariana Trench and Mm -hmm. living near hydrothermal vents so I don't die of cold. Being yeah, being super. Belinda, hot, super what do you cool. what are you thinking? You got a first, second, or third choice? I don't know. I feel like Marina Trench is automatically uh, branded, so I feel like that's a good move investment it's already wise. Got, yeah, right, right, right. I, I'm still going with the uh, with the. Uh, you know, I'm going to the bath of Pelagic zone. I feel like uh, I feel like I could use some alone time and. You're dumping the, the muddy place. estuary. You said you were a muddy estuary person and you know just disloyal. Yeah, like, hey, I feel like I could that summer. Was, that was I, her first thing she heard. She had to hear the rest yes of them. I'm going to I'm going to summer in muddy estuary. She's flexible. And then I'm going to winter oh. in the bath of pelagic zone. Yeah. I'm going twilight zone because I'm a sucker for Brandon. <laughs> the twilight zone. Yeah. Are you sure about the midnight All zone? Right. That's it's kind of dope, but the twilight zone's done a lot more marketing already. Jefferson right. The midnight the zone is sort of like, the, I, I was just going like to say, by the way. cowboy it, you know? Yeah. I was just going to say yes, because based on the them? magical powers yes, you've given me. I will live me, everywhere. Yeah. That I'll go, and because my my definition of living, living is occupying, claiming territory, and then renting it out to others gaining on the margin and for that I'm not going to limit myself I'm going to stay one place for a little bit move over to the other place and then as far as I know like where do you know I reside for tax purposes all of the above <laughs> I, do, I do find it interesting that uh, that you know as a white man Jefferson's <laughs> first is it thought was to was, Col- colonizing was to commercialize. The yeah, what have I unleashed? Co- this is probably right. a bad idea. We're not. We're retract. We're you redacting this. New. You're not going to the ocean. The ocean Belinda needs to gets be protected. To go. <laughs> yeah, Belinda can go. She's we're just, fine. We're, we're just gonna keep all white men out of there. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our show, everybody. Um, the pledge line is five zero three seven zero nine. 
9535. You're welcome. We apologize. 503-709-9535. What part of the ocean do you want X-ray to occupy? You can text us at 971-220-5979. X-ray.